everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Let Us Sip. This is your girl, Brittany. It's your girl, Kehlani. Sophie, Sophie's definitely in the building. Come on. You know I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a man in the house, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. I want to make sure I get the introduction correct. Executive producer of The Godfather of Harlem and actor, Mr. Marpon Smith. Thank you. Thank you for having me and let us sip. I got kind of scared. I was like, let us sip. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I drink too much and start divulging too much information. Nah, like, nah. <laughs> we don't want to incriminate you. We want to have a little it's fun with good. you. It's all good. <laughs> We're going to have fun with the girls Let's today. Let's do it. Let's and do it. Yes, we're going to get right into it. Right. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Oh, yes. Sorry. Did want to mention this is another gym that we spoke about from Far Rockaway. So take it away, Ms. Yeah. Smith. Um, what could I say? You know, I, 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 I grew up in Harlem on 128th and St. Nicholas. Then I moved out to Far Rockaway when I was like about 13, 14. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I came up in the 40 projects, yeah. beach 40th Ooh. houses, not, not 40th in South Jamaica, but, yeah. 40 projects. Beach but, 40th. but yeah. I lived in a, you know, I, I, you know, I grew up in a house in Bayswater, but I always, like, all my friends and everything were from the 40s. And if you ever really knew about anybody from the 40s, we all were from houses, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. But we all just came together, like, you know, when we had parties, you know, when we went to war and everything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I started off in the music industry uh, with my older brother, Father MC. Oh, wow. And Father's from Far Rockaway as well, too. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I always say that Father kind of, like, he saved my life because I was going down a wrong route. You know, I was uh, I went through the juvenile system. I was in Lincoln Hall. I was in Spofford, and I was just doing things that was I was just an out of control kid. Mm -hmm. And um, he gave me my first opportunity to get on the road and actually travel and see the world. Like our first tour was with uh, Candyman, Troop, High Five, Second to None. Oh, um, I started knowing about West Coast music because uh, AMG and DJ Quick was on the road with us. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, man, I was on the road, and it really opened me up to wanting to be in the arts business, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, the creative business, whether it's in music, whether it's in television, or whether it's in film, I like to create. And, um, you know, it was a fun ride with him. Like, we did, like, uh, four four to five years straight. Father had a record called um, Treat Them Like They Want to Be that's Treated. That's my shit. That's a big record. That's a big record, especially, you know, you know, they used to call him the chicken man because he was uh, working at, uh, you know, the KFC. On my? On my Avenue. And, um, <laughs> Legendary. He used to come out with flour all over him, but after he punches out, he had, like, the silk shirts and the ballets, and that's what kind of, like, my attribute to clothes mm -hmm. was watching him. Like, he didn't let his surroundings, you know, represent who he was as a person. He was, like, one of the flyest dudes that I know mm -hmm. knew. And um, I remember him giving me a big bag of ballets and was like, here, little bro. This is for you, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that was me in a whole, you know, Far Rockway. I had uh, some great memories and I had some bad memories as if you were growing up in Brownsville, right. if you were growing up in Bed-Stuy, mm -hmm. Queensbridge, whatever. Um, you know, I, lo I lost a lot of people out there mm -hmm. to the jail system as well as uh, to the graveyard. And I think I was one of the fortunate to be able to... Uh, say to myself that this is not the way that I want to go and just wanted to change my whole surroundings. Exactly. Like, one thing you did mention about him not letting his circumstances yeah. mess that up, that's one thing I, I always applaud about people in general from New York. You can come from the slum, mm. dirty, dirty, dirty yeah. parts of the city, but nigga, you gonna get fresh. You yeah. gonna right. find yeah. a way to no clean doubt. up. Yeah. We that's one thing we always prided ourselves on. Even though we came from the hood or we yeah. lived in the hood, yeah. when we went out and we presented, we Sorry, don't look like but, that's but, what we came from. But you from. know what? It's it's called Sunday's best. Really goes back to slavery. When you know, as a slave working on the plantation, they look forward to Sunday so they can escape their surroundings mm -hmm. and have something that represented to themselves. Right. That's why they always call it Sunday best. And I think. That goes up to our community right now. It's just like, you know, we may not have this, but we want something to make us feel good, mm -hmm. whether it's sneakers, whether it's clothes, you know what I'm saying? Something that could say, you know, you know, for you to escape your surroundings. Right, mm -hmm. right. So um, before we do dive deep. Okay. Um, Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Since this is 
just let us sip, yeah. we have the sip of the week. Okay. Okay. So if this is your first time listening and watching, All right. every week we pick a word and throughout the conversation, we're going to say the word. And when we say it, you have to drink. Uh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so this week's sip of the week is going to be the word godfather ah wow, okay gotcha gotcha okay okay and by the time this episode does release um the season two premiere for uh godfather Harlem will be out right yeah the, the 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 first episode comes on tomorrow so check it out april 18th 9 p.m on epics you could uh watch it on hulu uh amazon prime apple tv just download the um app epics and i'm telling you it's a Amazing it's going to be an episode show. that will make you go, wow. Absolutely. Made me wait. down and made me pay for epics. I ain't never pay. I ain't didn't have epics in my plane. I'm like, no, I got to see this Godfather. All yeah. of them. I'm one of the last dinosaurs that still have cable. And yes, we bought the epics yeah. package. Yeah. But it was definitely worth it. And it was a hell of a show. Thank yes. you. Um, what was it like, you know, just working with like the great sports Whitaker, like how did that even come about? Well, it actually started uh, back in even 2000. Oh wow! And I was in Lenox Terrace with a young lady by the name of Margaret Johnson. Now Margaret Johnson is like my godmother. Mm -hmm. Now Margaret is played by the little girl that's on the show, and she's a phenomenal actress. She's actually playing uh, Serena Williams, and her name wow. is her name is Demi Singleton. Okay. Beautiful person, her and her family, and. Um, uh, we, we were reminded. So um, every Sunday I used to go up to Lennox Terrace and Margaret used to tell me these magical stories about uh, walking out of a, a, a tenement and smelling fresh laundry hanging out a window or walking past 125th Street and I see James Brown's name on top of the marquee or even mm. walking past Sugar Ray Robinson's barbershop. Mm. She'll poke her head in and Nat King Cole will be getting her haircut. So it was these wonderful stories about Harlem back in the 60s. And she also used to tell me about a individual whose name is Ellsworth Raymond Johnson, who migrated up here from Charleston, South Carolina. And people on the street knew him as Bumpy Johnson. Mm -hmm. um, but he wasn't just a gangster. He uh, read Shakespeare. He read Nietzsche. He was the first African-American that was able to sit down with the mob. I'm talking about the real mob, like Lucky Luciano, Maya Lansky, Frank Costello, Vito Genovese. These are the guys that started the... Um, the the, um, the 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 five families, mm -hmm. right? And they didn't look at him like a nigger. They looked at him as a smart Negro. But now he was the liaison between uh, the dope from Pleasant Avenue and Little Italy, mm -hmm. because they have Little Italy down in, in uh, Greenwich and Mulberry. But Pleasant Avenue was a Little Italy of back then, and the the relationship with West Harlem with the drugs. So these she used to tell me all these magical stories, and um, she wanted the story about her father to be told. So and I made her a promise in 2000 that I would get it to be told. And she didn't want the story that you saw on Hoodlum or um, American Gangster because he didn't die in front of 40 RCA TVs. You know what right. I'm saying? He actually died in my character's arms. It was just a, it was just a promise, man, that I said, you know what? I'm going to go out there and make that happen for you. And um, here we are, 2021. She passed away in 2016. And we watching Godfather Harlem. Wow, I know she's looking down, just smiling upon from heaven. Yeah, yeah. You know, just excited. Like I knew he was gonna make it happen. Yeah, and she was, she was, she was an individual like who was unapologetic, didn't give a fuck. I remember <laughs> she used to ride around Lennox Terrace in her motorized wheelchair, and she used to have this mangy poodle, and she would just ride around and and and, and uh. She would mean mug people. So one time, and this is a true story. You guys can look it up. I'm not making this mm. up. She's downstairs on her, her motorized wheelchair riding around, and she got like a Mary Poppins basket with the dog in it, and somebody tried to rob her, tried to mug her. She took out her 357 and shot the motherfucker in the ass, and he ran into McDonald's. <laughs> and, on, and the newspaper called her Granny Oakley. So when the cops wow. came, they said, where were you going? She said, oh, I was on my way to the gun range. And they knew that she was on her way to the gun range with that. So they told her they took away her guns and everything like that. And then the Daily News found a picture with her with a with an Uzi on the on the on the cover of the, uh, the newspaper. So she was real unapologetic. She I was a real that. great individual, and she loved her father. That's what's up. Um, so with our guests, we normally like to play a game. 
um, to try to just ease you into our world. Right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. As so, long as y'all don't cheat. No. Nah. Never mind. This, this, one's <laughs> this is a fun one. So the name of this game is called What's On Your Mind. Okay. I'm going to say a word, and you tell me what's the first thing that comes to your okay. mind. Okay. So let's start. 2020. Uh, hell. <laughs> power. Um, Power the TV series or just the word power? Power the word. The power the word. Um, orgasmic. Life. Real. Money. Money. Mm. The root to all evil. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that came to mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> queens. Queens as in Queens the Borough or Queens as women? What you thought first? Uh, well, y'all all queens, so I figured you was talking about y'all. <laughs> that's, that's Call you first. my son because you shy. <laughs> <laughs> queens, uh, queens, royalty. Love. Uh, iffy. <laughs> oh, we going to get into that. Iffy. Cannabis. Don't do it. Moist. Mm-mm. Tasty. <laughs> Sunday. Rest. Pink. Mm. <laughs> I know what came to mind. <laughs> Godfather, let's drink. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> Dreams. Real. Wet. Nasty. <laughs> Snowfall. Love it. Passion. Nasty. <laughs> Risk. Reward. Tease. Hate it. <laughs> Petty. Hate it. Killer. Mm, killer. Mm, it's a must sometimes. I don't know how to answer that. Killer. I'll share mine. Cop. Pigs. <laughs> protect. And serve your community. You're supposed to protect and serve your community. Allegedly. 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 Here comes the boomerang. Godfather. <laughs> Longevity. Perseverance. You. Me? You. Juicy. Um, me and Juicy? No, just you. Juicy. Just, just me? When when I think of Godfather, I thought of you. Oh, oh you did? Okay. Got <laughs> you, got you. Juicy. Mm, greedy. Father. Um, sad. Why? Because when I think about my uh, father, I never had a father, so... so. As an adult, sometimes you kind of like flip back and say, damn, if you had a pops that guided you down a certain way, you wouldn't have been a certain way. Like you look you look to the streets as being your father. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got a stepfather, but my real father I never met. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, damn, I could have been doing something different. Like it took me so long to get to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you, you, um, you hustling on borrowed time. Like mm-hmm. you trying to catch up. Nas had a song called Second Your Second Childhood. Mm-hmm. It's like you're trying to make up for the lost time that you did, like mm-hmm. right now. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us are doing yeah. that. A lot of us. Hunger. Oh man, hunger forever. Until you get to the monies. Forever. Instagram. Hate it. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> Black. Proud. Harlem. Magical. I agree. Family. Uh, family. Uh, loyalty. And you're done, so take a drink. Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You made it. Before the Godfather of Harlem, what were you doing before that? Oh, man. I was, uh, for the Godfather of Harlem, see, I have an interesting 
Like I, I, my, like my life and my career has been always a roller coaster. Before we can go back to, I was on the road. I was traveling. Mm-hmm. When father left, and um, he left Uptown MCA. On I think it was his third album, I started hustling, and um, just trying to figure out, you know, where I was gonna go. And um, I caught a, a, a Fed charge in 99, 2000. And by the grace of God, I, if anybody knows about the Feds, try to go to 500 Pearl Street. That's like walking in a Castle Grayskull. That's like, when you, anytime you see the United States versus you, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a real. problem. Right. So by the grace of God, um, everything worked out where, you know, I didn't have to go to jail, but I had federal probation. And um, I started working at BET. Oh, wow. And I worked at BET for 16 years. And I was really only working at BET because I was signed to Whitney Houston at one time. And she had a label called A Better Place Records or Nippy Inc. Robin Crawford had... Uh, That's her best bought, friend, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Robin Crawford had bought me in. And um, a, a guy by the name of Harold Frazier who lived in Rockaway, he had this company called The Specialist Entertainment. Mm-hmm. He did Pink's first album. And mm-hmm. so I was always rapping, you know, and, and doing different stuff. But... My PO was like, nigga, you need to get a job. You ain't making no money. I'm coming to the studio and I'm smelling weed and all that other stuff. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, by the grace of God, I got a job at BET. And I remember the first three years on Fed probation, I used to have to stick my head out the door and be like, hey, I'm at work. Hey, I'm at work, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I started working, but, you know, I was never a nine-to-five guy. I was like, yo, corporate America is like, if you keep working for somebody – you working to build their dreams mm-hmm. right. and you kind of like forgetting your dreams and what your path is, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, well, we never even get the chance you to never figure get an it opportunity out. to. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why you got to wait till 67 years old to really enjoy yourself so you can get pancakes for like $2 and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, you go get a timeshare in Orlando somewhere and mm-hmm. play uh right. shuffleboard, shuffleboard or whatever. Yeah. Right. So I was never that type. And um, 16 years later, um, I got let go because it was a merger with Viacom and um, B- and BET. Uh-huh. But it happened in 2000, but it really happened. Like the, the door started closing in like 2015, 2016. Because mm-hmm. I started looking across the cubicles. There wasn't no more BET HR. There was no more BET Finance. It was Viacom. all Viacom. Mm-hmm. And um, I got called into a room on Friday, and I thought it was a, a team meeting, allegedly, and it was my boss, his boss, and HR that said, um, yeah, I'm glad that you, you've been a great worker for the last 16 years, but we don't need you anymore. And they gave me an envelope, and in that envelope, it was only $4,000 for 16 years. Mm-hmm. That, that's severance. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure this shit out real fast because the only thing I knew was what I'm doing now or going back to the streets. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought, yeah, you work at BET, so what? So Because I get tickets to go to the BET Awards and the Hip Hop Awards and mm-hmm. Black Girls Rock. That wasn't me. I was always creating and developing projects while working in, within the system. I never looked like I was working. I never thought I was working for BET. I, I'm going to utilize their fax machines. I'm going to utilize their computers, Damn whatever, because I didn't want to be there. Because mm-hmm. who wants to go to work where you got um somebody telling you you only could take a lunch, you could take a lunch break for an hour? Half an hour. Or a half an hour, right. and mm-hmm. you got to come back on a smoke break in 15 minutes? Right. It's mm-hmm. like, I couldn't deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I decided that, you know, I wanted to change my, my surroundings. So they let me go, and I just had to figure it out. I had to get on my knees. And when you're at your lowest point, that's when you get to know yourself as a human being, you know, with God and everything like that. Because the only thing I knew was like, if this doesn't work, I'm not going to go work at Costco because I don't know how to do that. I wasn't, I'm not a nine to five person, you know, I'm a creator, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm an artist. I'd rather be dead if I can't create. Mm-hmm. And um, I went on this journey to get Godfather done. Well, you mm-hmm. said it because I was on my way to do it. Come on. Yeah. That deserves yes, a dream. And I, you know, you I think it is, it's dope how it is mm-hmm. that you just said that because, you know, ultimately... Like when you're working in corporate America, just in general, they'll give you just a mo- enough money, yep. like a little raise for you to bury your own dream. Like every yeah. year, every six months, they're going to give you a little couple coins just for you to be like, all right, I'm making a little bit yeah. more money. I'm making a little bit more. I seen a lady that was working for one of the companies that I was for 30 years. They gave her a pen that said, thank you for your 30 years of service. She's mm-hmm. out of here. It's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know someone, and I'm not even going to say their names, but my man was working at a hospital for 29 years. They famous for that. And 
thirtieth year, he probably would have been close to retiring. They fired him on his twenty ninth year because the man was tired, and they caught him sleeping. Mm -hmm. So you gave twenty nine years of your fucking life to this place, mm -hmm. and they telling you, you know what? Now figure it out. Mm -hmm. People don't. People have to realize, like those cubicles. All they gonna do is lice all that shit down, next move person. shit, and move the next person. The owners' you know businesses are designed to work with yeah. or without you. And yeah. when Sophie mentioned that little bit of raise that they give you every six months or yeah. every year, that's shut the fuck up money. Yeah. You've yeah. been complaining. Yeah. Now shut the fuck up. I gave you your money. Now move or, on. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm at BET, so everybody is fighting like hyenas to get tickets to go to the BET Awards or the Hip Hop Awards. Like, is that if that's your goal, see, that wasn't my goal. My goal was to start my own production company because I was always, when I was into the streets, I wasn't never a soldier. Mm -hmm. I was always like, if I fall, I'm gonna fall on my own terms. I'm not gonna fall because how somebody else let me fall. And I knew I was walking on a tightrope. See, people walk tightropes with safety nets. I don't have no safety net because I didn't believe. I didn't. I don't believe in Plan Bs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, it, yeah, if, it if it ain't a Plan A, because when you say you got a Plan B, you're planning to fail. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying. And people don't realize that, well, if this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Now, this got to work because there's no bunk beds in the graveyard. Mm -hmm. right. When you die, you die by yourself. You, you ain't go, Your husband ain't coming with you. Your, your, your moms ain't coming with you. Your dreams when you go to sleep at night, those are your dreams. Mm -hmm. Those nightmares are your nightmares. So you have mm -hmm. to, you know, I don't mean to preach, but nah, I you, tell everybody, right like, and go, go after your dreams. Don't, don't, yeah. don't hold back because we all living on an expiration date. And I know you guys seen it during the COVID. I know... A lot of people have uh, lost loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know? True. I feel that. Working in corporate, I mean, we all kind of work in corporate. Yeah. And I know being young, working in corporate, at first I was 25. Like, all right, I'm going to give y'all 25 years of my life. Because yeah. I'm looking at my mom. She's in her early 50s. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. 25 years. Pushing into like four years, you, it's no way. I know I was born to create. So I can't it's like, stomach it. I refuse to give y'all... Like, a, go to sleep eight hours just so I can yeah. give y'all my... No, I'm going to be up doing makeup, doing something yeah. all night, and then I'm going to give y'all about four yeah. hours <laughs> enough. Because after a while, you already know the shit, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like, all right, system. I already know what I'm doing. Let me just come in. The hardest thing I always say is getting there. Yeah. yeah. Like, and even when I'm there on my lunch break, I'm writing down, let us sip, figure out what I... Like, you have to keep yourself... I have to keep myself creating. So, yeah. mm -hmm. like, when you were saying chasing your dreams like you know a yeah. lot of artists in here like what can you say to tell you know a lot of young people that's probably watching and just to get inspired i tell i tell first thing you have to know that nobody owes you shit Not a when you can realize that nobody yes. owes you nothing because yes. a lot of people come out like you owe me something you feel what i'm saying and i say this like even as a even in the position i am right now mm -hmm. i always try to reach back and like my boy Uno might call me, I'm like, I'm there. Mm -hmm. And they call me, I'm there. Because I like to support people. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you can't support everybody because you, sometimes you got to turn your circles into squares because yeah. there are people out there that want you to go fish, bring the fish, fillet the fish, season the fish, and feed them. You mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? So what are you like, doing? Like, how are you going to call and ask me to hook you up with a role when I had to audition for my own role, you right. know what I'm saying, as an executive producer. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to microwave society instead of a slow burn. You feel what I'm saying? That's like Instagram. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What tastes better? Jerk chicken that's slowly cooked in that big upside down <laughs> garbage can or chicken you just <laughs> put in the microwave and put it in a minute. It be cold in the middle. But it's the truth. I tell people if you knock an opportunity's door and it doesn't open for you, Go to Home Depot, buy some lumber, build your own door, and put a doorknob and open that shit and, and right. do your own thing. Create mm -hmm. your own create your own platform. You feel what I'm saying? Right. There's no way somebody can tell me that they're broke. You're only broke because you want yourself to be broke. Right. So when it's people hit me up and ask me to hook me up and all that stuff, I ignore a lot of people because you're not showing me any type of initiative that you want to go get it yourself. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. I, you know what's so funny about that? Because I have, was talking to a dude and he's like, man, if I could just get my hand on $5,000, I'm like, okay, you want 5000 So what you going to do with it? No plans. He had no clue what it is he's going to do. Yeah. He just wanted the five grand. So you're just going to sit on it. You're going to look at it. You're going to yeah. spend it. No plans yeah. at all. But that's but that's even like with society right now, okay, you know, the government gives you these SBA loans and these PPP loans. You get the money and these 
dickheads go buy Lamborghinis and Ferraris and then the feds is knocking on your door instead of doing what you're supposed to do with it and then you're lying talking about you got a hundred employees and you don't got a hundred employees like people ain't gonna find out right they tracking that money they gave you that shit this is a business if you get a loan why don't you buy laptops for your business? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's buy, help it grow? Build up your Dun & Brad for your yeah. LLC or your INC or whatever that you have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Use it for your benefit. Just don't go out there and buy Balenciaga mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. And then after that, after that goes, it. then what? You right. feel what I'm saying? You just put it right back yeah. into the system. Yeah. You made them rich. Yeah. Now, speaking of you auditioning for your role, tell us a little bit about the character that you play on The Godfather of Harlem. After I'll, you take that drink. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I might have to pour me some more because there's no more in there. Let's say, we have to pour you up. All right. Thank you. Pour your own trips. All right. <laughs> and I'm pouring mine too. So go ahead. You can. Um, My role, I play a character by the name of Jameson uh, Juni Bird. And that's he, why you like Jameson. Uh, <laughs> that's not Jameson, though. Oh, <laughs> See, look, you that been drinking is... too much. <laughs> That's Jack. <laughs> Jack and his cousin. My bad. Go ahead. So, um, I play a character by the name of Jameson Junie Bird, and Junie Bird is one of Bumpy's lieutenants. Um, actually, in real life, Bumpy died of congest- congestive heart failure in Junie Bird's arms. So, um, that's the character that I play, and I have uh two other guys that are part of Bumpy's gang. Um, shout out to Elvis Nolasco. He plays. Nat Pettigrew and Eric LaHarvey, he plays uh Del Chance, um, his other his other lieutenant. So I, I'm like kinda like the running the dope house, um, all the legal activities that you could think of. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm you doing it. Yeah. I like your character. It was yeah. one part um in the first season. Yeah. Like when the Italians was about to come up and they thought that, you know, they was about to get bumpy. And you know, you see you peeking out. You got your gun right there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that, that, that was. Ready. But you know what? That was that was a that was a build up. A lot of mm-hmm. people say, and this is this is real funny as actors, right? They say, "Yo, don't you want to get more like pages?" I'm like, man, you want to let your character build up. You know why? Because you be the next motherfucker to get, get Game of Thrones mm-hmm. or killed right, right. or killed yep. off. Killed you know what I'm saying? And you get killed off. That means. Your check is gone. You exactly. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Thank you for your time. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to, like, everything is not about being a leading man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you watch Power and you saw how um Dre's character started building, building up. Building up, You right. know what I'm saying? Like, second season, you'll see my character slowly building and everything will be building. And you'll start to know who I am as a character by watching on, on second season. Yeah, because I like how they, like, splash you here and there. And I always, yeah. like, watch them. I'm like... You gotta watch him. Something's about to happen with him. Okay, I'm watching. Yeah. So how long was the the auditioning? Period? Oh man, I was auditioning. Well, we sold the show, and we were going through the casting process. Um, as an executive producer, say all of us are on the couch right now. We're all EPs. We're actually watching actors audition in front of us. Just say we like this. We like this person, right? Um. Now imagine me, imagine you as an executive producer having to do that, and this is the project that you brought to life. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as a as the youngest executive producer, I get a little hazing. You know, I, get, I go through all of that, but they make me work for mines, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, Forrest is my big brother. You know, just sitting down, having conversations with him, and when they say, uh, you know, action, and he's like, you good? I'm like, I'm good. Like, And then he tells me, he's like, yo, you did good. Like, that's... I'm getting that from my Oscar award-winning actor. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's never such there's never such thing as a small role. And who told me that was Michael Wright, who played Eddie Kane on the Five Harpies? Because mm. he said Denzel said Michael Wright can steal the scene with just his eyes, not even opening his lips, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the way he looks. You feel what I'm saying? So you always have to have to think that. And then I'm, I mean, I'm with the greats like John Carlo Esposito. I mean, from mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, this guy like. As an actor, I do methods. So he may go right, and you think he's going right, and you go in this, and he may flip up and say something else, boom, and he hits you with the left, and you're still like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you got Vincent D'Onofrio from a Full Metal Jacket, a real humble, humble person, really dope. Chaz Palminteri, mm-hmm. Paul Savino from Goodfellas, mm-hmm. and then Nigel Thatch, that's, that's my homie. I mean, he didn't just play Malcolm X. He says he works Malcolm X. Mm. And, he um, does his he thing. Did his thing. Nah, I, I personally... And he'll tell you, 
I personally campaigned for him to get that role because, you know, he played Malcolm in Selma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, casting directors were like, well, let's try to give somebody else a chance. I was like, nah, I want him. I want him. I kept saying that. And Chris Brancato, who's the creator mm-hmm. of the of the series Narcos oh, and the creator yeah. of Godfather Harlem, along with Paul Eckstein and James Atchison and Nina Yang Bon Jovi. You he owe said, me Fuck something. He yes. said, fuck it. Call Nigel Thatch and Marquand keeps saying Nigel Thatch. <laughs> and I swear to God, it was 90 degrees outside the ABC building. I got shorts on. I see this cab pull up. He comes out with a black overcoat, white shirt, black tie, and the Malcolm X fedora and the, and the glasses. He came to play Malcolm X. He wow. came in and said, let me get right to it. And he <laughs> nailed it. And we was like, yo, he got it. And he's one of the most humblest cats and he's an actor that becomes that character. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, for the ladies, I have to say he brings a lot of sexy to Malcolm. Got you. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I get it. I'll, I'll be there and stuff. <laughs> yeah. What part do you enjoy the most? Because honestly, now if anybody knows, like he's very humble, okay? Because what he's really saying is, I'm getting about three checks going on. Y'all do the math going on. Do the, let's do the math. Like, all right? You're not going to meet a lot of Marquand Smith. That's why God only made one, okay? <laughs> now, what do you enjoy the most? Like, acting, production? Like, what what role do you Well, to be honest with you, it's kind of like a 50-50 thing because I got into the producer side because no one gave me an opportunity as an actor. So instead mm-hmm. of waiting for someone... And I'm getting a thousand no's and this person telling me no, that person telling me no. I said, you know what? It's time to create. And I'm not talking about doing like some independent film and you you robbing the drug spot and thinking, you know what I'm saying? Let's really create and make something great. Mm-hmm. And on the producer side, I like doing that because I'm able to um, utilize my thoughts. Like I did a lot of the research, you know, for the writer's room. Before even Forrest and those guys came along, I was at the Schomburg Museum you know, uh, looking up old um, microfiles with this guy mm. by the name of Tony Gentry who was helping me. And I was just looking and pulling, pulling, because there's nothing out there on Bumpy Johnson. So I had to go mm-hmm. out there and just grab as much as I can. So when the writer's room was set up and we got greenlit, they'd be like, okay, gag, this non-writing EP brought all this stuff to us and mm. was able to provide a, 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 a smorgasbord of stuff for the writers to actually pick and pull and pick and pull and pick and pull. Yeah, because I actually Googled him myself, and it's hard to find, like, sufficient, not even sufficient, like, good information. Because when you look up Bumpy Johnson, you find Hoodlum. And I remember watching Hoodlum as a little girl, and I was like, oh, so that's what they were doing? And then, like you said, he's mentioned again in American Gangster. And, you know... Cotton Club, American Gangster. I mean, he he was a, you know... The old old timers told me that when Bumpy died, Harlem died. You mm. feel what I'm saying? Wow. Because um, like I was saying before, Bumpy was just wasn't just a gangster. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was He's a way more than he that. was way more than a gangster. He was somebody that was trying to change the community. Mm. You know, coming home from Alcatraz during 13 years. When he got sentenced, he looked back at Mamie, who was played by Il Finesse, and said, Don't cry, babies. It's all part of the game. You know what I'm saying? And he did his 13 year, 13 years, 10 toes down. When he came home, he was like, I need my block back. He was not playing like, I know what y'all was doing. I'm coming to get my shit back. And I respect that because, like, you know, you see that in the hood all the time. But you see it was a different aspect. And even his wife, even though you could tell she was a little shaky, but she was letting him, you know, Uh, take the lead and do what he had to do. So, And I think also with the the project, we didn't want to glorify Bumpy because you know, at the end of the day, he's a fucking drug dealer. He he was a pimp. You know what I'm saying? Just because he bought a couple of book bags for the kids and sent them to school or mm-hmm. or, or gave some turkeys mm-hmm. on Christmas or put a, a busload of kids going to Great Adventure, you still destroy the community. So this mm-hmm. is not a project about justifying the rights or wrong, just telling a story about a tortured, older gangster coming home and trying to change his ways. Because right. I grew up with a lot of motherfuckers that were selling drugs, but just because you sold drugs and you... And you gave me some money to go to school. That doesn't justify you just selling crack to such and such as mother. You were still right. a, you were still a drug dealer. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So outside of the Godfather of Harlem, right? Yeah, you looked at me to make sure. You're like, right, right. Okay. <laughs> make sure you too. Who is 
Laquan on his off days when you're not working? Um, you know, I'm just an individual man. That's um, I have a window of opportunity right now, and I just work. I don't, I don't look at it like Jay Z had this song. You know, you gotta hustle like it's your first time. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I create. You know, I have a bunch of projects that I'm creating right now. I'm looking for a home where I can be able to. When I say a home, like a a, a Fox or a Sony or something like like what Issa Rae did right. with, mm -hmm. yeah, with, with, HBO. with HBO or Lena Waite did with um, I think she's Showtime. with Amazon or Showtime or whatever. Yeah, she's doing with, both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, show. so a, a place where I can be able to create our own narratives because everybody's betting on black right now and it's supposed to have been betting on black. You mm -hmm. know right. what I'm saying? Right. You feel what I'm saying? So exactly. now it's like we're the coolest things, we're the unicorns, we're the zebras without the stripes running down the street. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So right. I'm just... You know, I'm always constantly creating. Um, I have a shoe line out. It's called Johnny Famous. It's 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 like an old, uh, and inspired by the old school ballets. It's really cool, really nice. dope. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just signed a uh, a deal and a new app that's coming out called Scene C I N E. Um, you know, I got a lot of things that I'm going that, that I mm -hmm. just just staying busy, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I got my mind has to stay working and stay creating. So with you being busy all the time, uh, does that run into your love life? Nah, not at all, man, because anyone that's with me has to understand this is what it is. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I've had issues, you know, before, like, you know, uh, where people don't understand that. But that's that's just me because, like, I I'm telling you straight up and down, like, I feel like I'm hustling on borrowed time. You feel what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to play catch up. For right. the 20 years I done fucked up. You right. feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. right. Like I fucked up bad back then. You right. know what I'm saying? So now I got an opportunity. Right. You got to right. keep going. It's like you're trying to play catch up. Because right. we don't, we that have so amazing. much time on this earth. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So any partner that you would has to understand that. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's so crazy. Uh, your fathers all want that, 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 that Prince Charming to ride in that white horse and snatch you away and, do better than he ever did, right? So now you find that Prince Charming that did it. He bought you the big house. You know, you got you got the kids going to Jack and Jill. You know, you're traveling <laughs> at least like four times a year and all of that, right? But to do that, he has to work 30 or 40 hours a week to make it happen. So what are you doing? You're missing him. Right. So that's... Mm -hmm. so. It's not really a hundred percent relationship because you're getting fifty percent of what you want, but fifty percent of it you're not getting. So what do you give up? You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do you give up that lifestyle that you wanted? You know what I'm saying? But he has to work to provide that lifestyle. And so, that's mm -hmm. the problem that a lot of women face because when you're dating a high value man yeah. right, and you're considered a high value man, women don't understand that baby not gonna be home all the time. Absolutely. They don't understand that he's not going to be there to coddle you and y'all go horseback yeah. riding in the afternoon yeah. and right. shit. You want this lifestyle. I, I'm not, the, I'm not, I'm not the guy that you come home with a newspaper and a cup of coffee mm -hmm. saying, you know, well, hey, dad, I'm home from, because uh, I'm not, because I'm, like I said, I'm hustling on borrowed time. Right, right. right. You know, it's, it's, it's two things I got going against me that I'm black right mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. and then i got a felon you feel what i'm right. saying mm -hmm. so you have to keep creating and keep on that the that that route that you're going on and who whoever you with, you're hoping that they'll support you on that route mm -hmm. right. has it been hard for you though um nah it it, it 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 has because it's it's like a 50 50 thing you feel what i'm saying you know that if people say they support you i mean from families and friends you know everybody that's proud for you ain't really proud for you always remember that right. you know what i'm saying nigga be like i see what you're doing over there i'm proud of you nigga like yeah word yeah. <laughs> i saw that and paid in full right. you know yeah. what i'm saying right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you gotta pay attention I, to people of you. i'm proud you gotta of you. pay attention Which, to people word you know and be like i gotta yeah. get like you you know what right. i'm saying uh -huh. or, oh, yeah. or, or your man just made it to the nba say yeah nigga we made it what you mean we made it you know all right, so you've been, been on the roll from back in the day to now. You're still in the game. So, <laughs> what groupies do you think are the more freakiest? The new ones or the old ones? Man, to be honest with you, them aunties was like, they aunties now. Like, <laughs> them aunties would do something strange. They nasty, change. Like, 
I mean, because I was young at the time, and I had aunties coming at me. You know what I'm saying? Like See, these, these 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 new super Jetson groupies, like they pillow they, princesses, they, whatever they do, they, be, they go to Dubai and do all kinds of crazy shit over there, and, they be getting and shit then they come on. back and yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Price diaper, ain't right. Diaper love and all kinds of dumb yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, not the diaper love. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have Dubai and all that stuff back then, so them aunties was really like you know from free. But, so what, yeah. even with that being said, so the auntie, so how you feel about these enhanced bodies like that? It's cool to you, little, you know, the little nah, constructed? Nah, I look at it like this. If that's what you want to do, but if you want to look like a, a Sagittarius sign, like half horse, <laughs> half woman, <laughs> yo, that's what you want to do? Hey. God, so God, 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 God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So you done been around a whole the whole world, right? What's the craziest thing you ever seen a fan do for artists? Oh man, oh yeah. I was in Colorado at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And um I was sitting outside my tour bus. And my brother gonna kill you, but whatever, man. <laughs> we gonna let let it sit right now. So, so anyway, um I'm sitting outside the tour bus, right? And um this 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 girl comes out of nowhere. This got to be like ninety one, and says, "Um, is Father MC on the bus?" And you know, I got the father jacket, so I was like, "Yeah, that's me." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't no Instagram thing, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm on the bus. Right. So we go on the bus, right? And we here just kicking, chilling, and then my brother, father, comes on the bus with Tricky and and Disco. They come on the bus, and um, they like she like. She's in the front, I'm in the back, and she's like, Who y'all? This father MC bus in the back. That's <laughs> like we're coming to America. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I come out, my brother laughing, right? He let so, you live. No, they go, oh, they laughing, right? And I was just drinking some uh Cisco. You remember that back yes. in the days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're not talking you're about still, the singer. Still alive. <laughs> and he's still Shit, here. I don't even folks. know how I'm still he's alive. Still here. I don't know how I'm still alive after drinking Cisco. Like, yeah, you still we used to, got, we used to, still, we used to steal that shit from my dad liquor store. My, I used to have a friend by the name of Nairobi, uh-huh. and this motherfucker would get full off a half a beef patty because that's how much liquor he would drink. <laughs> like this dude was a, a, but I hope to this day that you know. But he was like really, you know, what I'm saying a lush. But um, and that's my man. I love him. But we really used to get it in back then. So back to the story. So father and them come on the bus. And he says, uh, come over here to the girl. And she said, what you want? She said, he said, I am father. He said, I don't believe you. And, you know, he started laughing. And I don't know what happened, but she ended up getting spanked by, like, four or five. <laughs> and she was like, oh, y'all, y'all ain't shit. Too short hit, hit better than this. <laughs> That's somebody's grandma right <laughs> Yo, I swear I'm not making this up. Oh, like, for real. Yo, God, Father. Yeah. All right, so now... We as we did is if people pay attention to your Instagram and just you, you just like a getting fly person. So just right now, top three kicks. Oh uh, man, I like my Gucci eighty fours. I mm-hmm. love these. Like, like yes. I got every colors, like black, uh, the low top ones. Um, I love um Air Max ninety fives. Yeah. I used to hustle back in DC, Ooh. and that's what we used to wear. We used to wear the nine nine six New Balances uh-huh. and the Air Max ninety fives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I love. The Nike Dunks that you had on, like mm-hmm. the Syracuse colors, the, uh-huh. the the um the Final Four colors, like the 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 Michigan, yeah. and they had the Georgetown, the mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right, favorite designer. Favorite designer, I would say is um, I like Polo, man. I'm a I'm a Ralph Lauren fan. You know what I'm saying? Like that's vintage poppy, you right? know what I mean? Because because <laughs> you know, Virgil. I appreciate what you're trying to do for Louis, but that whole having an airplane and buildings on your shit, and you know, like walking around with the Empire State Building looking boxy, I I, I can't really uh-huh. you know get with that. I know that that could be for somebody, but like I I, I fuck with Polo. Yeah. All right. So if it was one thing that you could change about Godfather, we're gonna drink up again of Harlem. One yeah. thing that you can change, what would it be? Season one, what would you do different? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. It. If it was one documentary that you can do that nobody never did, who would it be? One documentary. One documentary. Frank Matthews. Oh, that's yo. I watched. And you know what? It's so crazy Mm. because a uh, a mentor of mine has the rights with the writer, and I think Frank Matthews was the one that got away. I about to say you think he's still alive? And he did it on his own accord. 
Do you know how he got away? He was actually, after he bailed out, he was going to court, mm-hmm. and he had the young lady, I forgot her name, I don't even want to chop it up, she was sitting in the courtroom. He went to the bathroom to use the bathroom, and the prosecutor was sitting next to him in the urinal, standing next to him in the urinal, and said, um, he looked over, he said, yo, so you're really going to put me away for life, right? He said, yeah, man, I'm just doing my job. Frank mm. walked back, he knocked on the court door, because remember he was out on bail, he was like, mm-hmm. pss, 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 pss. Shorty looked up. And he went like this, and they never saw him again. Yes, uh-huh. the lady from Texas or something, I think her name was, a crystal I, I, yeah. or something. Yeah. That's yeah. Do you think he's still alive? I don't know. It's rumors that the mob killed him. There's rumors that he's around. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I just like stories that, it, like, the narratives are really dope, and you have to really go into the character to see why they did what they did. Right. He was the man. He definitely was the man. Um, so y'all got any more questions? Oh, Damn, this is fun. I know. <laughs> I had so much fun. I'm like, wait, hold on. What, what was this? <laughs> well, oh, we didn't ask. Um, for the ladies. So the ladies, you know, they want to know. Yeah. Is this high value man? Smith, you know, single? Is he off the market? What, how are you feeling right now? Nah, I'm, I'm presently in a situation. Right okay. Situation ship. Yes. Situation. Situation ship. I hope you can edit this motherfucker out. <laughs> yes. Godfather. I, got one I hate question. when people. I hate when people. Ask, I hate when people ask me that, and then I gotta explain the situation. You don't. Shit, I hope this gets edited out. No, you don't. You gotta don't. Explain the you situation because no. what you a don't. man and a woman have that understanding is your business. Yes. He didn't ask you to. Your business. No, y'all gonna have me like Al Green. With grits on me. Like, no, no. I ask you to list the name or anything you know. Nope. People just want to know so the ladies can be respectful not to slide in your DMs. Right. After this, nah, you because know. because the situation ship is going to attack the ladies in the DM and tell what the fuck you don't sliding in his DM. <laughs> <laughs> and we met at New Orleans. No, because the whole term of like cheating respectfully and. You know, how do you Shit, feel? Is this, is this really going on camera right now? Or this is going to be, it's going to be edited <laughs> no, no, out. No, 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 like, like, only because it's been lingering around. Okay. We didn't want to go deep into it. Yeah. But like, you know, being that you are a respectful man, like, yeah. how do you feel about the whole terms that you see around, like, cheating respectfully? Like, what, like. No, what it is, is this. Like, let's, let's, let's be real about it. Everybody has someone. If you say you don't have someone, you're lying to yourself. Except me. No, you, you, I don't you, have anyone. You, except me. No, everybody has something in their life that they don't. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You can have Jesus or you can have, the, you can have Duracell batteries. Like, you know what I'm saying? The everybody, Lord. We, all, we only, only humans. Like, we all have someone, right? Uh-huh. You know? The fact of the matter is the partner that you with, you have to make sure that partner can accept you for who you are. You feel what I'm saying? I respect that. Um, even as a, a an entrepreneur or a, a black man, period, that's hustling, right. trying to get it right now, right. it's hard. And the only thing that a woman's supposed to make hard in your life is your dick. You know what I'm hey. saying? Not, <laughs> I'm just trying to Not tell you. Shit. You know yeah. what I'm Father, saying? Drink yeah. up, and only people, drink what up. you're supposed to make a woman is her, you know, chocho, not her eyes. You we were talking about that's, the words. That's what, that's you know what I'm saying? What? So, mm-hmm. But you have to also understand the fact of the matter that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're dealing with your, your, your ride or die, your partner. She got to be really be- ready to ride or die with you. Right. She can't question you. Like, don't ask to look at my phone because can you... Mm-mm. And the reason why I say this, because you can say, let me look at your phone, right? But are you really ready to accept that, you know, I, I was somebody before you even came around? Is right. she paying that bill? Since 19... No, not only that. Since 1991, I have over 8,000 people. Like, this is not... I'm not a... A new jack to this, right? Right. So if you look in that phone and see something that you don't like, and I'm telling you, it's not like that because I'm with you, and you go batshit crazy. That shows me that I can't. I can't do that. That's like we giving you. That's like you having a drink, and I'm telling you, don't take the keys and drive the car. But you do it anyway. Right. And then you catch a DWI. Now you can't get the keys anymore. Right. You feel That's why it's very important to know who you're with. Because I'm sure, like, if you know you got to catch three flights, you got to do this, do that. By the time you walk home, 
you want somebody that's either making some food or like doing something to bruh. like so you can forget everything. You notice I said, bro. And, <laughs> and, and, and then the overall is don't have a heart attack and you gonna still stay there. Bruh. Let him cheat in peace. <laughs> Let the man cheat in peace. You gonna <laughs> you gonna turn up but and still you, be there? If you give the man a time to come home and just enjoy himself, he Bruh. may not ever cheat. <laughs> we'll Bruh. never know. We'll no, never but I, know. What I'm saying though, you know, it's like you could be the opposite of. Tina Turner is me, and she's Ike. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, and that's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jail behind no bro because I, I press charges. Right. <laughs> and I on will, that note, I ladies and gentlemen, right. and, and, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I got too much to lose. Cap. <laughs> Does anyone have any final words? Marquand, tell these people if you have anything coming up, you're working on, and you know, stuff um, like yeah, right now I'm working on. Uh, on, on, on this project about DC in the 80s from 85 to 90. It's going to be really that dope. Ooh, really dope. Time. It's like, kind of like when I was down there, um, I'm working on the Bobby Womack project with Bobby Womack and his family, Gina Ray Womack, her mother, Regina. Another um, legend. Um, I'm doing the uh, the Bone Thugs and Harmony story. I'm working with, with, with Busy Bone. You're making some wow. moves, people. Um, got a lot of things going yeah, on. Got, right? I, I got another project called Once a Cop with my boy Corey Pegues. Okay. He was uh, he used to sell uh, drugs for Supreme and, and those guys. And uh, he shot somebody. He went away to the Army, became the highest-ranked police officer in New York City. Wow. And um, when he uh, retired or well, anyway, he got hurt in the job. They found out when he wrote the book that he used to sell drugs for Supreme and those guys, and they tried to take away everything, try to strip him away of his pension and his badge and oh, everything like wow. he didn't exist. And wow. he's, a, he's the coolest person. You might see him on MSNBC. He's on that new show called uh, Crack uh, on, on on Netflix. Uh-huh. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always he, he working. working. I'm always staying Work, busy. Yeah. Working. And let these people know where it is they can find you on social media. Okay. My social media, Instagram is at Marquand. That's M-A-R-K-U-A-N-N. Uh, Twitter is the real Marquand. That's D A R E A L M A R K U A N N. And I don't really do Facebook. That's like for the aunties. Yeah. Like, you know, they, that's like I, I call I call I call them tenant patrol. Like the aunties. They be like, who you coming to see? Marquand Smith on uh, I saw you and, last night. I seen that little girl. That fast big. Like they, there's a lot of you know Facebook used to be fun, but there's a lot of aunties just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, before they let watching, them in, man. Yeah, watching and ready. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we definitely have to have a part two because. You are our new friend to the show. We're going to trip. But we thank y'all so much for joining us this evening. And this is your girl, Brittany. It's your girl, Kaylani. Trophy Sophie, ride around here. And follow us on Instagram at Let Us Sip Pod. You'll find our handles. We're on Twitter, Facebook, all that other fun stuff. And make sure you subscribe to the page. And we will see y'all next week on another episode of let's see we on youtube too we on make sure check out that youtube (laughs) my thing empty damn (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to let us sip please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and if you like what you heard leave us a comment if you feel like we can do better leave us a comment too but be respectful we read everything and only want to grow So thanks again for your love and support and we will see you next week.